Hello, and welcome to this episode of Hope Life, where Hope Church pastors and leaders share their hearts through real conversations about life, ministry, vision, goals, or some of the exciting ways God is working through their specific Hope Church congregation. This is a great resource, and we're glad that you're taking the time to listen to today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hope Life Podcast. I'm really glad that you're joining us for this episode. Uh, As a matter of fact, I'm thrilled by the way this podcast is already being received. You know, this is going to be our second episode, and already we've had uh, over 300 listens. Uh, We've even had people listening outside of the family of Hope Church. We've had listens from the Netherlands, and I'm trying to think of who I might even know in the Netherlands. So I'm really glad that it's being received so well, and hopefully, this is going to grow as you tell more of the Hope Church family about this great resource. Well, today I'm really excited to be talking to Pastor Jay Smith. Jay is planting Hope Church Blacksburg. We'll talk some about that. And uh, just look forward to Jay introducing himself. So how's it going this morning, Jay? Things are going really good. Excited to be here talking with you and part of the Hope Church family. Man, that's awesome. So what is the weather like in Giles County? It is cold. And it's uh, wanting to rain, but cold. <laughs> How cold? What's the temperature? Uh, I think we're sitting around mid-30s right now. Uh, okay. Me, yeah, mid-30s. Have you already had any snow or not? We had a little bit, really just a dusting enough to, uh, it's actually about two inches. Um, and uh, we got a big snowman made up with the kids. And, and then uh, by that afternoon, it was leaning over. And uh, by the next day, it was gone. Uh, that, in and out. Yes, sir. Uh, Well, you know, Jay, I wish everyone could see where you live. Um, How far do you have to drive by the river just to get out uh, to the main road so that you can go somewhere? About 6.4 miles uh, gets us right to the park. And uh, really understand the phrase up the creek without a paddle. When it rains, uh, (laughs) it just it builds up. And uh, thankfully, we're not actually in the flood zone. Um, But we do. The creek is at the end of our property. So Uh, We can walk out there and enjoy it, and uh, it's very nice. Hey, man, that's wonderful. So uh, let everybody know um, where you are right now in the planting phase at Hope Church Blacksburg about how many people are already apart, how some of the preview services have gone, and what you're working on right now. Okay. Well, we um, right now we just finished our sixth preview service. That was last, uh, actually, two weeks ago. And um, February 2nd, we're going to have a soft launch. Basically, what that means is we're going to start meeting every week, um, but we're not going to be able to put a ton of money into advertising. When you meet every other week, it's really hard to invite people. Uh, you look at somebody and tell them, hey, we got this brand new church plant. We'd love for you to come and worship with us. Check it out. Uh, but don't come this Sunday. Because if you come this Sunday, nobody's going to be there. Uh, so it's it's really right. really uh, discouraging even to uh, to try to put forth the money into advertising, etc. But um, uh, we having this soft launch, uh, we're just excited because we can do that and um, and be able to invite folks and really get going on this thing. Our preview services were um, we did twice a month: uh, November, two in November, two in December, and two in January, and. Um, and there we saw some growth. We saw a lot of really good things take place. We got a lot of things in order. Um, we've probably averaged an attendance during our previous services of about 60. Uh, so that's been really good. Majority of them are the planting amazing. team. Yeah, yeah. It's been really neat, and the Lord's really blessed. So um, starting here, we're really 
really excited about that. And, and then looking forward to September, uh, probably at, right now, September 13th is the date we're looking at right after Labor Day, which allows us to get what we're going to call a hard launch or a grand opening and uh, really be able to promote through the end of the summer, uh, being able to start fresh and, and, uh, and that kind of thing. So that's sort of where we are as far as how things go. Um, but the Lord is really blessed and we're just excited and, and thrilled to be part of this. Man, that's fantastic. Just hearing all that is so absolutely exciting. And, uh, you know, it just kind of builds your anticipation for what the future is going to be like. And uh, just so everybody knows, Jay is not serving alone, uh, but Jay actually has a family. So, (laughs) Jay, why don't you just introduce your family very quickly to everyone and uh, let them know who they are, what their ages are, and uh, maybe how long you and Beth have been married. Okay, well, I'll start backwards and talk about the kids. Uh, we have four kids. Uh, my oldest is 10. Uh, her name's Jillian. And then we have uh, Kirsten, who's eight. And then Briley, who's six. And then Gideon, who you guys might end up hearing from him in just a few minutes. Um, he's in the other room, not feeling too good. Uh, but uh, he's three. And so I've got three girls and a boy. And um, we're it's just neat having four kids, having three girls and finally getting the boy is, is, is absolute blessing, but he is absolutely all boy. And, uh, <laughs> and makes us realize why God gave us three girls. Cause we probably never would have had the boy if we'd had three of them. But anyhow, um, my wife, her and I met on a mission trip to Brazil. Her name is Beth. Um, when I first saw her, uh, I just remember it's almost like a cartoon, uh, where where my jaw dropped and hit the floor and my eyes started rolling in my back in my head. Oh, that's great! And uh, you know, so I, I switched plane tickets with another person and um, was able to sit next to her for nine hour flight. And uh, we just talked and all this. The next two hour flight, we um, we couldn't be together. I couldn't switch a ticket fast enough. Um, but then the nineteen hour bus ride, we just spent a lot of time talking. Had a lot of similarities in our background and that kind of thing. And she ended up telling me about Piedmont. Uh, which was where we went to school. I was two years ahead of her. So I went to Piedmont um, that next year. And then she was a couple years later. Uh, we got married after five years of dating and um, have been married for, it'll be 14, it'll be 15 years uh, Come this come June, June 25th. Man, that is, that's a great story. So what you're saying to all the single guys in the Hope Church family is that they go need to on go a on a missions trip. trip. That's correct. Yeah. And they need to go on a missions trip that involves a long flight yes. and a long bus ride. And just be, be looking out for tickets and, and, and enjoy your time. And yeah, that's right. That's why you go. Is there any other reason to go on a missions trip? No. You know, well, well, that and to post pictures on Facebook. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Jay, you know, everybody's so excited to have you as a part of the Hope Church family and uh, everybody that's, you know, interacted with you and Beth so far, they've just been so complimentary and they have definitely been impressed by the two of you so far. And, uh, it's just really cool to see that bond that already exists there. And, uh, we're just super excited to have your family as a part of our family. And we believe that God's going to do great things. Uh, I believe the church, uh, there in Blacksburg could easily be the largest hope church, even larger than the home church here. And, uh, I hope that happens. I'm going to be cheering for that all along the way. And, and I know the idea of me in a skirt and pom-poms, that's scary. <laughs> so uh, I'll skip that, but I'll be cheering you on uh, all along the way. And I'm super excited about the now and the future and looking forward to what God's going to do. Well, you're very kind with your words, but I think it goes 
both ways, and we just are we're thrilled to be part of the family. And uh, it, it's exciting. It's exciting to meet the other guys and build relationships with them, as Jesse said in the previous pon- podcast. To to be able to call one another and share some of our concerns, our fears, our prayer requests, and really be a team. Uh, it's just it it's exciting for me to be on this end. Wow. I appreciate hearing that. Uh, Well, today, uh, Jay and I are going to have a conversation for just a few more minutes about uh, what is the greatest struggle in the Christian life, and that is keeping our minds and our attention focused on Jesus. You know, I think so often we, we try to battle all of the things that would be considered the big things on our sin list, And as long as we stay away from addiction or as long as we stay away from lust or we do our best to avoid gossip, I think so often that we get so focused on what we shouldn't be doing that we kind of forget what we should be doing. And that is keeping our minds stayed on Jesus. And this is the thing. You will find that to be the greatest challenge in your Christian life, just living focused on Christ. It's a lot easier easier to give up a lot of things. It's a lot easier to avoid a lot of things. Uh, It's a lot easier to look the part of a Christian than it is to be a follower of Jesus who has your eyes, your heart, your mind, and your affection fixed on him. Uh, One of the ways I think, you know, that we can, we can enable that to happen in our lives is, is through great devotions. Uh, Recently, Jesse and I had a conversation. Uh, You were privileged to hear that, Mm -hmm. Uh, but Jesse was talking about this great devotion New Morning Mercies by uh, Paul David Tripp. And I just want to share a little excerpt from that, and then we'll dive into our conversation. But Paul Tripp writes, it really is the struggle of struggles. It is counterintuitive for us all. It is the thing that makes our lives messy and our relationships uh, conflictual. It is what sidetracks our thoughts and kidnaps our desires. It is the thing below all the other things that you could point to that argues for our need for grace. It is the one battle that no one ever escapes. It is the one place where 10 out of 10 of us need rescue. It is the fight that God wages on our behalf to help us to remember that life is simply not about us. It is about God, his plan, his kingdom, and his glory. And Jay, I, do you have any comment on just that little excerpt? Wow, it was it was great. Uh, enjoy what he said there, but life is not about us. And uh, I think w- when you put things in perspective, we get so busy uh, with all kinds of things in life. And, and when you when you look at it, it really all centers around us. Um, even trying to please other people, it's about trying to look good in front of somebody else. Uh, we're always looking to do things. Um, for ourselves and, and to please ourselves. And it just, when you think about what life really is at the, at the end of this life, what are we going to present God with? Uh, what will we have to give him? And it's not going to be how many ball games we won. It won't be how many uh, trophies we acquired or how many things happened in our lives uh, for extra why. What's going to matter is how many people do we bring for Christ? How many people did we give the gospel to? And how many people got saved on our behalf? Uh, thanks to what Jesus Christ did for us. Well, well, you know, I, I agree with all of that. And, and yet, you know, keeping our mind focused on God, keeping our mind focused on, on mission is a constant challenge. And so I know not only you as a believer, 
and as a man in ministry and as a church planter, um, I know you're you're striving right now to live on mission. So, what do you do personally, Jay, to help you keep your mind focused on Jesus and your heart set on the mission of Jesus? So, what what's some of your personal routine? What are some of the things you find that help you? And then maybe if you don't mind, maybe just mentioning a couple of the pitfalls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, when it comes to having our mind stayed on Jesus and focusing on Him and living a life that's pleasing to Him, uh, you really can't do it apart from God's Word. Um, you know, when we pray to God, we communicate with Him. I always look at it kind of like a walkie-talkie. We can click the button mm-hmm. at any time and just and just have a conversation with Him. You know, it doesn't matter where we are, what we're going through, but it can oftentimes be one-sided, and uh, and therefore we don't have much of a relationship with Him because we're not hearing Him speak. Sometimes we need to just sit back and listen, and the way in which to do so is to open up the pages of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and uh, just to begin uh, wherever God has you at that time, and uh, and let Him speak. I think about the still small voice with Elijah, and... Um, you know, it's interesting to think that why did God whisper? And I, I think he whispered because he was close. Mm. And being so close, when he whispered, um, Elijah finally was listening after everything else happened, the earthquake and the wind and, and all that kind of stuff. After all that took place, he was able to just sit back and hear him. It reminds me of Psalm 43, which says, be still and, and know that I am God. Yes. Um, and, and we're able then to just sit back and listen to him speak. And I think the best way to do that is to open up uh, his word and, and begin reading. So just the simple things, it's not just a candid answer, but reading and prayer, studying God's word, talking to him. But you have to be, and, and Jesse even said it last time, you have to be intentional about it. Um, right. if, if you're not intentional about it, um, then, then you're going to fail. You're going to fall by the wayside. And so um, it's very, very important uh, that we do that. For me personally, I find uh, the mornings are the best. <laughs> it's the best time to get into the Word uh, before everything happens in the day. Sometimes in the evening you can have reflection and stuff, but uh, in the morning seems to be the best time for me. Um, I like personally, uh, I like just to open up the Word and, and just to read it, uh, just to begin um, where, wherever God has me right now, I'm in a couple different places and I just, I simply read through and I'm the kind of guy that I like to read between the lines. Uh, right. So uh, just simply reading it to say, well, Hey, I read three chapters this morning uh, is, is not quite enough. Uh, and I have to put a plug in, by the way, I said, Psalm 43, it's Psalm 46, 10. I just want oh, to make that, fine. make that right. Um, but, um, Hey, a while back I was preaching and, um, I just misspoke and had Jesus in Jarius' tomb. <laughs> I think we, <laughs> yeah. we all misspeak sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, for me, probably the best thing that I've done, and, and I've done it the last couple of years better than I have years past, is, is to actually journal. I heard you guys talking about it um, in, in the last podcast as well. Um, but just, just to write. And so I take some of those things where I'm reading between the lines, trying to find, you know, what did God mean by including this story? Or uh, what was that person thinking when so-and-so said that to them? You know, uh, what must their emotions have been like? And I just, I just begin writing that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, some of it's sort of opinion because we don't have the lines filled in. Um, but, but what it does is allow me to see things as if, well, what if I was in that predicament? What would I have done? What could I do if God allows me to be in that situation? 
And so uh, for me, journaling has been fantastic um, along with church planting, um, major ups, major downs. Yes. It's, it's allowed me the opportunity to write about them and to let God's word speak to me through the process. Um, so I, he, now you talked about pitfalls. Let me give you one. I didn't do so well in December. <laughs> I didn't right. do well at all. <laughs> Almost the whole month, it seemed like. And, uh, you know, I actually had to be encouraged by another person um, in, in the first week in January to get back at it. And, and I'm back at it. Um, so I- anybody and everybody needs encouragement. And, um, yes. and it's not easy. There, there's, you make all kinds of excuses for why you don't. Now, it's not to say I didn't read. I just didn't journal. <laughs> I understand. And, uh, and so it's, it's important to set aside that time. You have to be intentional, though. And you, you have to set aside a time and be very consistent with it as much as possible. Um, but what I like to tell people is it doesn't take, it doesn't take 30, 30 seconds to a minute worth of reading, 30 seconds to a minute worth of prayer, and you're already doubling what you do anyway. <laughs> you know, so you just start yeah. somewhere. Well, start if, I can ask you, if I can ask you a question about your December, were you discouraged or were you busy? A little bit of both, just to be fair. Uh, you know, with, with this, uh, church planting, not everything happens the way you think it should. <laughs> and, uh, yes. and, and there's some things that, that I had to work through and, and God brought me through it. And it's been amazing now to look back and, and even in this shorter time and to say, God gets all the glory for that. So there's some of that, but then there's just flat busyness. December's a busy month. Um, have a lot of things going on. And, and, and again, you can make excuses. Well, you know, I think sometimes, you know, what happens with me is when life gets incredibly busy and and let's just be honest, uh, you know, for, for our family that's listening to this, there's busyness we can't help, but then there's a lot of business we create a lot of the distraction in our lives. It's our fault. You know, we have so much that we're trying to cram into life and we have so many other things that we're living for. And I think, you know, people have this, you know, thought in their mind that, you know, if I could just spend more time on the beach and, and I'm sitting in a, in a chair under an umbrella and I'm looking out at the ocean and I'm hearing the waves and suddenly I open up my journal and God just begins to flood my heart, my mind and my soul. And the truth is, you know, we have to learn to keep our minds fixed on Jesus during the chaos. Have you, I mean, you have four kids, so yeah. there's chaos all the chaos. time. Yeah. Yeah, and, there sure is. And, and somebody's always needing something. Somebody's always calling for something. And uh, right. I mean, there's just always, can I have your attention? Can you give your attention to this? You know, this needs, you know, taken care of. And so often I think we, we get distracted by business we can't help and business we create. Do, do you experience some of that? Absolutely. Uh, again, as you, you made a great point when you talked about the kids and, and, and the demands of just a family in general. You don't have to have four kids to have uh, a lot of demands. Um, and, and putting the kids aside for a second, life in general is very demanding. There's a lot of things going on, whether, whether we're thinking about politics or watching the sports team or uh, whatever else is going on. You know, I think about sports, and, and I'm a big sports fan. You, you all will learn that about me over time, I'm sure. Um, but when it comes to sports, I mean, we, we have no problem quitting everything we're doing to watch a game uh, or to record it so that we can we not miss a play and, and to make certain that we're cheering our team on and all excited about uh, what's going on with our team. Uh, but have we ever and whenever have we ever been that excited about Jesus? Wow. 
Yeah, it just it, it, it that really makes me think because if we were half as excited about Jesus as we were a ball game, we could we could reach the world in really just days. Mm, absolutely, I heard. Uh, I read a well, I actually heard it. Kobe Bryant uh, this past week. You know, the news of his passing has captivated uh, so many people's attention, uh, literally the attention of the world in, in so many ways. And even you know to think about how much more sad it was that his daughter. You know, his thirteen-year-old daughter was on on the plane with him. You know, I think that makes all of us think about our kids and our families. Absolutely. Um, you know, but to get that news, and I've always loved to watch Kobe Bryant. You know, play basketball, and and I've even sat down with my girls in the past and showed them, you know, Kobe Bryant highlights and how much he played like Michael Jordan. You know, even oh, from yeah. his facial expressions to a lot of his moves, um, <clears throat> it was obvious that he was influenced by by Michael Jordan. But this past week, uh, I heard him make this statement that he wanted to be remembered as a person who was blessed with gifts, but worked as if he had none. Yeah. And, you know, if we apply that spiritually, you know, God's given us spiritual gifts and then God's given us the gift of grace. Uh, God's given us the gift of his love. I mean, he's given us the gift of Jesus, John 3, 16. But what if we really served him um, with a greater passion. You know, God, I know you've gifted me to speak, or I know you've gifted me to teach, or I know you've gifted me to sing, or or whatever that might be. But I, my work ethic, my service to you is going to go beyond any of the gifts that you've given me. I'm going to live on mission with my mind fixed on you, and I'm going to make sure that I'm intentional and that I allow other people to hold me accountable. Can you imagine the impact that would make? It changed the world. And in no time. Yeah, I really believe that. Uh, well, today, you know, Jay, thank you for sitting down with us and and for having this conversation. And uh, you know, if you could if you could give one encouragement to the entire family of Hope Church, what would you say to them regarding 2020 about living number one with their mind fixed on Jesus, and number two with a passion for His mission? What what would you say to them? I think I would encourage encourage our folks to look at what we could look like in 2021. Mm. Because if we if we aim for 2021, we're likely to be successful in 2020. And what I mean by that is looking at the purpose of who we are. You know, obviously if we're Christians, we're we're going to we're going to want to live on uh, live on mission and and have a purpose for Christ and everything that we do. And so at the very least, really it should be at the very least, we're we're in his word even daily in his word, reading, praying, studying. Um, but then thinking about what what would it be like if all the Hope Churches brought someone to Christ once a month? Wow. Just just once a month. I mean that's that's all we did. Is and now it might take us might take us ten times to get that one person. But if it takes us ten times, that means that you know, we're going out and sharing the gospel every three days, mm. and every three days, we're or every thirty days out of, out of every three, we're seeing one person come to Christ. If we did that per person, that'd be twelve people. Just do the math. I mean, we we could reach, we'd reach our cities. We we would reach them. And, and if you put that out and looked ahead as a word of encouragement, in five years, what could we accomplish? You know, our job is to be living out the gospel. Yes. Um, and then to be to be sharing it as much as is possible. We've talked about how to how to connect with God. You know, we talked about what to do as a church. As a church, 
we're supposed to be given the gospel as an individual. That doesn't fall on the pastor. That doesn't fall on the church planter. Uh, it falls on everybody who's part of it. And there are people in our lives who just take an honest inventory. There are people in our lives that we know that are unsaved, um, unchurched at least. And, uh, and we've got to reach out to them. Yeah, I agree what with means, that. What, what methods are we going to use? That's where we can be creative. And I think that's one of the actually journal entries that I made the other day. Um, it was talking about Philip uh, before before he met the Ethiopian eunuch um, in Acts. He was he was going down, uh, I believe, to Samaria, and, and as he went down there, he uh, he did all kinds of miracles and signs and wonders. And what I find what I found was interesting in that was when he did all these signs and wonders and various things. That's what attracted people to him to begin with, and then he gave him the gospel. Mm. And it made me think a lot of times we're so down on different methods of reaching people and we want to say, well, that's not the gospel. This isn't that and so forth. But well, I just want to I just want to say he did what he could do at the time to bring the people to him. And while doing while healing people, while seeing the lame walk again and, and so forth, while doing that, he gave him the gospel and people received it. You know, so. I, I I don't have the gift of healing um, that I know of. I'm not able right now to uh, to make somebody uh, walk again who can't, etc. But I can help. I can feed the poor. Mm. I can I can go to the store and and, and uh, carry some groceries for an elderly woman. I can pay a meal forward for somebody. Um, there are lots of different things that I could do that gives me the opportunity to be able to give the gospel. Yeah. And and if that's my intent, if that's my goal then I will succeed at it. But if it's not, then obviously we're not going to see the kingdom expand. And that's the opposite of what we're supposed to be doing as Christians. Yeah. Thank you, Jay. That's awesome. I, I heard David Platt this past week speaking about uh, weaving faith conversations into our lives so yeah. that it's just ongoing. And it's not necessarily about giving someone a lecture or preaching a sermon or having all the right you know statements and knowing all the scriptures to quote you know, a lot of times it's just about weaving those conversations into our lives. And so, uh, you know, that's kind of what I hear you saying, you know, by all means necessary, sharing the gospel with someone. Yeah. Paul said it best when he says, I become all things to all men that I might win some. Wow. I love that verse. Well, Jay, thanks so much for talking today and uh, for what you've shared. And, and I'm glad that people uh, got to know you a little bit today. Look forward to future conversations with you. Uh, on a carnal note, <laughs> as we close, who are you rooting for in the Super Bowl? Oh, goodness. Um, to be honest with you, as long as it's not the Patriots, I'm game. Good to go. <laughs> I'm in no, agreement with like that. I kind of like to see Kansas City. Uh, I'd like to see them do well, but but I'm just going to enjoy the game. When it's not your team, you can just have a good time. Yeah, and I think you know this year I'm glad the Patriots are not there, and uh, I'm glad it's somebody different. You know, regardless of who it is, you know, when you get the same teams going back again and again and again, it just loses its uh, it loses its thrill. And uh, so let me ask you one more question. What's your favorite Super Bowl food? What will be at Jay Smith's house this Sunday night for absolute sure? All right. It has to be two things. I'm going with hot wings. Got to have some got to have some good hot chicken wings. Right. And I like them real spicy. And then uh, the other thing is the Velveeta. You ever done the Velveeta and sausage dip? Um, oh, yeah. Would you put some Rotel in it with just some nachos? Mm-hmm. We use, if I have those two things, that's all I need. Yeah, we use hamburger. But, uh, you, you know, you're talking to a guy who just had had a heart attack. So 
Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to maybe some uh, some tofu and chicken broth. <laughs> <laughs> well, throw some deer meat in there. You can use some deer meat. Hey, thanks, Jay. Nice and so, lean. So what you're saying is all the Velveeta cheese doesn't matter. <laughs> no, that, <laughs> the meat is the worst thing in that concoction. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I just ignore the cheese. Just eat it because it tastes good. Hey, there yeah. you go. Well, listen, Jay, thanks a lot. And by the way, I want everybody to realize, Jay, it was really cool to hear hear your little son making noises in the background some. That's that's real life. And and by the way, I want to compliment you on that because it's showing that you're a dad first and your family's your first ministry. And so I appreciate the fact that you're taking care of him on a day when he doesn't feel good. I think that's that's amazing. I tried to be there with my daughters in every situation like that. And I think so often, you know, it'd be easy for you to retreat to an office and have handed him off to someone else, you know, because we had this time scheduled. And yet what you were saying just with his noise in the background is that doesn't matter. He matters most. So thank you for that. I really do appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. All right. God bless everybody. Thanks for joining us for the conversation today. I know you've been blessed and I'm already looking forward to the next Hope Life podcast. Make sure to share the word of this with someone. And uh, we look forward to all that God's going to continue to do in 2020. As a matter of fact, we're already off to the best start of any year we've ever had in the history of our ministry. To God be the glory. And uh, by the way, just on a little footnote, uh, you you remember we were donated the building and, and the church in Martinsville, where we started Hope Church Clearview. And the baptistry there hadn't been used, uh, members say, in at least 20 years. Well, everybody be encouraged to know that this coming Sunday, just after several weeks uh, in that location as a Hope Church, uh, there's going to be water in the baptistry. And this coming Sunday, they actually have several people to baptize. That is the kind of news that excites me and keeps pushing me forward. And Hope Church family, God's doing a lot of great things through you. As always, Hope Church is not a place, it's a people. And we thank God for you. And we look forward to all the ways that God is going to use all of us in 2020. God bless you. And God bless you, Jay. Have a good day. You too. Thank you, sir.